Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Your body's conductive. Your body's electrical. First, chemical, second. So everything in the body is electrical. Your brain, your muscles, your every cell, everything that takes place in your body is electric. Electrons moving around. Okay. When you ground the earth, then your body is negative. When it's not on the ground, then what happens? Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. And for people that are watching or listening, what is, in simple terms, what is grounding? First of all, grounding is an electrical term. So earth ground is what we're talking about. The earth has a negative charge. Everything connected to the earth, trees, animals, uh, plants, everything on the, that lives on the earth has a negative surface charge. When you, as a person, stand barefoot on the earth, your body's conductive. Your body's electrical, first, chemical, second. So everything in the body's electrical, your brain, your muscles, your every cell, everything that takes place in your body it's electric electrons moving around. Okay. When you ground the earth, then your body is negative. When your feet are barefoot on the ground, your body is negative. Yeah, your body absorbs, equalizes with the earth. When it's not on the ground, then what happens? Then you're, then you start depleting your free electrons. But anyway, so grounding. Did I answer the question well enough? I think it's, so. Yes. Yeah. Just very simply, when you're standing barefoot on the earth, you are one and the same with the earth, electrically speaking. Gotcha. You're grounded. You're, you're negative, at, right? Yeah, you're at earth potential. I intuitively ask myself, I wonder if there's any consequence to humans no longer being naturally grounded. Mm. That's not a question that anybody in the world would probably ask unless they had installed or been involved with installing millions of ground rods uh, in the cable industry because anytime you run a cable into the house, you have to drive a ground rod, cut the cable, put in a ground block, and then so that if there's lightning or static or anything on the cable lines or an electrical event, then it goes to ground rather than goes into the house and, and blows up a TV wow. or creates a fire in the home. So it's all about fire. So inflammation, inflamed fire, we'll get to that later. But anyhow, <clears throat> I didn't know, and most people are unaware, so just lifting my arm up like this will create static electricity it's if I'm not grounded. And we live in environments where we're not grounded. So, sure. <clears throat> so anyhow, I, um, I, I found that in the bedroom especially, there was really high voltages on my body, charges. Well, you know, you got a foam bed, static electricity from the foam, the, any polyester or type in the blankets are covering. So you pull your sheet up like this and it looks like there's uh -huh. a lightning storm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so <clears throat> I didn't, I just my mind focused on this and I said, and then when I, so what I did that, I went down to the hardware store, bought a roll of three inch wide metal duct tape, like you'd wrap around furnaces. <clears throat> and I laid it across the uh, bed, connected a wire to it, 
threw it out the window, connected it to a ground rod, did the same thing with a meter. So I knew that when I laid on it, that <clears throat> I would be grounded mm -hmm. and I would hold the meter and confirm that. Well, the first night that I did that, I um, woke up the next morning and the meter was laying down by my side. And I was like 54, something like that, 55. And <clears throat> I had, I was a cowboy. I had every kind of ache and pain you could think of from <laughs> all the crazy stuff I did when I was young. I skied for over 30 years. I played tennis. I've done everything that you can imagine that you can injure yourself with. And I had all the injuries. So I had a lot of pain in my body. And so for me to go to sleep normally, I had to take Advil mm -hmm. or something. And um, <clears throat> so, but anyhow, that night I just fell asleep. Huh. And the meter was down by my side. And I woke up in the morning and I said, I was kind of startled. I said, what in the world? There's something going on here. I couldn't figure out what it was. So did you take Advil that night or you, no. you just? I was playing. I was just, just assuming that there was, um, I was just playing with the meter. And then I just fell asleep. Fell asleep. I was laying there on the wire and testing myself. Uh, and You had a, re a relaxed sleep? It was a Yeah, I fell asleep and I woke up in the morning and the meter's beside me. And, I, and Norman, that's just a rare experience. Wow, interesting. And that does, um, so I didn't really understand. I said, well, there's something here because I'm, I, you know, I fell asleep without having to take the Advil. And so I did that for a couple, three nights. And I said, wow, this, there is something here. And so I had a couple of friends that I, acquaintances, older guys. And I said, you know, you guys got to try this. Nobody sleeps well. There's nobody sleeps well. And I said, you're going to try this. And I said, it's fun, you know, just do it. So they went along with me. And a couple of days later, one of the guys come over and he said, do you think this could be helping my arthritis? And he said, well, my arthritis is way down wow. in, in his hands. I mean, he had severe arthritis. And I, I didn't think too much about it. And then I thought, wow, you know, my pain's way down. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't know what's going on here. So <clears throat> back then, all I had was AOL and a... Um, and there was not really any, you had to go to Nexus Lexus data retrieval in order to uh -huh. try to search for data. Couldn't find anything, went down to uh, University of Arizona and visited with a couple of people there. No one gave you the information? There's no information out there. There's nothing out there that says ground your body to reduce pain or grounding reduces or grounding affects the body. Except when you have cardiovascular, I mean, uh, open heart surgery, they have to ground the body to prevent static electricity from creating a, stat, mm -hmm. a cardio event. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so it was just totally unknown. And then <clears throat> other than that cable industry, I mean, in the telephone, cable, power, every industry is, it's about, you ground everything to maintain electrical stability and to prevent charge or to prevent fire. Okay, so that's where I, so I, I didn't know, I didn't know where to go, and I was just, you know, I, I, I had no background in biology, mm -hmm. had a significant background in electrical. So, <clears throat> anyhow, I ended up, after a while, I got, I couldn't find, I couldn't make any progress, so I said, well, I'll go out to UCLA. Those guys know everything, you know, it's a big, big university. So I went out there, and I ended up connecting with the sleep lab, and I said, well, we need to do a study. Uh, and told them what I was doing, and, and anyhow, they said, you mean to tell us that if we put it, put a nail in the ground, tie a wire around it, and then tie it, 
tie that wire around somebody's toe or something, they're going to sleep better? I said, well, yeah. <laughs> and they said, no. He said, you're nuts. Get out of here. Wow. You're nuts. Uh, you're crazy. And so anyhow, we joked around a little bit and uh, carried on a conversation, but they knew nothing about electrical. The body's not electrical. They don't know the cause of pain. You can go to the medical libraries, whatever, and look up the cause of pain, the cause of lupus, cause of MS, cause of all these, cause unknown. They treat the symptoms, but they do not know the cause. Mm -hmm. Or if they do know the cause, it's not in the literature. This was back 20 some years ago. So anyhow, <clears throat> after that, I, a couple of the students that were there, um, they were intrigued a little bit, but because they needed to do PhDs and you know do their dissertations and so mm -hmm. on. So anyhow, I talked to a couple of them and got them to help me design a study. Because mm. everybody said, well, you gotta have more proof than right. what I had. And I said, fine. So I went on, ended up going up to Ventura, California, and <clears throat> uh, they helped me write a study. And we said, we, and then they told us we had to get 60 subjects. And then I had to design a mechanism to ground people for 30 days or whatever. And then I had to have it so half of them were grounded and half of them, so it looked, so it was a blind study. Mm -hmm. And so and then we had to go get the subjects. That was the hard part. So it was really hard to get anybody to do a study. So I ended up one day getting my hair cut and heard a couple of ladies talking about pain and can't sleep. I said, well, that's who I need. You know? mm -hmm. So afterwards, I went to the lady who owned the salon and I said, you know, I am doing a study and I need to find people who want to participate. And it's about pain and sleep. And she looked at me, she says, honey, how many people do you need? And so she started gathering up subjects. And then I went to a few of the other hair salons, beauty salons. And asked them. Yeah. And asked them. And, they, and, you know, they kind of all know each other. And so we ended up with 60 <laughs> subjects that were not related, not knowing to each other. And so we, <clears throat> over a period of a month or two, we, we, inst we grounded 30 of them were grounded, 30 of them were not grounded. But they were told they were all grounded. Yes. They, well, they didn't really know what yeah. was going on. And um, it was about, does this affect your pain? Or does this affect your sleep? And so on. So anyhow, we did the study, and we had significant results. Really? The, it was an anecdotal study. It wasn't a you know, gold standard, whatever, but it was, it was enough information uh, to provide interest, to create interest. And so what happened, everybody slept better, everybody felt better, everybody had less pain. But more interesting was the ladies who had PMS issues, they didn't have the PMS issues when they were grounded. Mm. People who had TMJ, the TMJ started to disappear. Huh. And so there was a host of different issues. Was this everyone, even the ones that weren't grounded? No. This was the... The ones who were grounded. Yeah, there was about, uh, there was like... Yeah, there was, I mean, the study is, pub it's a published study. It's at the earthinginstitute.net. And um, <clears throat> so anyhow, um, yeah, there was, a, there was a significant result. The majority, you know, like 80% of the people had hmm. improvements. Wow. Where the placebo group, maybe 10, 20%, mm -hmm. you know, like a normal thing, which I didn't know anything about any of this. I wasn't, I knew nothing about studies, I knew, but I learned everything along the way. So anyhow, um, after that study was done, we, we learned a couple of things. One of the first things we learned was we thought it was all these electric fields and the static electricity that was causing a problem. But in that study, one day, I was given two people to go out and install. I went to this one home, and it was an elderly guy, maybe 75, 80, and he had just had a heart 
surgery, mm -hmm. and he just looked terrible. And anyhow, I went into his bedroom. It was an adobe home, a brick floor, only one lamp in there, and it was across the room from the bed. The bed was metal framed on a brick floor, so there was no EMF, no static electricity, nothing to speak of. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> and so I said, mm, this is a waste of a pad, it's really unfortunate, but can't do anything about it. So then that afternoon I went to another person across town in Ventura, and she was like an 80-year-old, I mean, a, a woman, but she had flaring arthritis in each wrist. She couldn't hold the meter so I, so I could do the test and make sure everything wow. was working properly. So <clears throat> after I was talking to her son, who was kind of there making sure everything was okay, and carrying on the conversation with him, but she was sitting there in order for me to do the measure, I put a patch on this hand that was connected to a ground, patch over here that was connected to a meter so I could measure and make sure she was grounded when she was on the pad or the pad was working and so on. And all of a sudden she said, well, this, this, it's not working over here. Hmm. This one's working, this one's not. I didn't know what she was talking about. And then all of a sudden I realized that the grounded cord, she, she was getting, she was feeling something with the arthritis. And so I took and swapped the cords from the meter to the ground cord, the ground rod, and then all of a sudden she uh, said, okay, now it's working over here. And this is within five minutes. And I said, wow, there's something going on here. So I didn't really know. So like she felt less pain? Yeah, there was the pain, the hot burning pain was coming down. Interesting. The arthritic, that flaring, Vicodin type Went pain. down, wow. And this is only like five, 10 minutes. And so I thought, wow. So I got it all finished up and everything on the way home. I stopped at the, uh, you know, the, uh, um, medical supply house and, and bought some electrode patches because I was running low. And I went out and I gave them to a few people that I knew who had arthritis and uh, bursitis or whatever problems. And I said, just take this and try it and call me tomorrow and tell me what, what you experience. So over the next two days, they all called. And two or three times I heard the word magic pain patch. Really? That it, it made pain just disappear in, in just you know, minutes. And I thought, wow, this is really interesting. <clears throat> but the bottom line was mm. when the study was done and they had brought in the final surveys of these two people, they both had same results. One had no static electricity, no EMF, nothing. This other lady had horrific EMF and horrific static because of all the stuff she had around her bed and so on. But they both had the same result. And I said, wait a minute, there's something amiss here. Then I began to put two and two together, then did a lot of testing, and then I realized it was just being connected to the earth. It was being grounded to the earth. It wasn't the environmental stressors. It was just being grounded to the earth. So what happens when you're grounded to the earth? Then you're at, ground, you're at earth potential, meaning you equalize with the earth. The reason we ground everything to the earth is to prevent fire mm -hmm. <laughs> or to prevent an electrical event. Okay, at that time, the word inflammation was not in the English language. I mean, it was not, it was, this is before, you know, back in 2000. There were no papers on inflammation. The inflammation was not a word. Yeah. So the word inflame, uh, his body means on fire. In, you know, the house is, you know, inflammation is on fire. House mm -hmm. is on fire, body's on fire. But back then, it was just the pain. We didn't know what inflammation was. Right. Okay, so... 
So anyhow, everybody's pain came down. And um, so I didn't know what to do. I didn't. So I ended up meeting a uh, anesthesiologist. He just retired and he was in San Diego. And he says, I'm interested in what you're doing. I don't believe there's anything to it, but uh, I'd like to test it. And I, he said, I think you're wrong, but let's do a test. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> we got to, we put together, I forget what it was, 10, 12 subjects. And we measured cortisol, saliva cortisol, every four hours for 24 hours. So you could have a profile. And, um, <clears throat> and we did this on each subject, it grounded them, heart rate variability, all that kind of stuff. And then grounded them for a month with just a little 12 inch by 24 inch ground mat that we would use for ESD or <laughs> to prevent static charges when you're working on electronics. Mm -hmm. So they would test the cortisol saliva every four hours mm -hmm. for 24 hours. So we had a pre-grounding pre and post-grounding cortisol profile. So, and again, there's a study in the Earthing Institute and, um, but the cortisol before was like spaghetti. You know, they were not, they were not coordinated. Now these people didn't know each other and they weren't related to each other, but they were spread out throughout San Diego, except for a couple, three nurse or uh, flight attendants mm -hmm. who we had to take out of the study because their cortisol was three hours off of San Diego. So we learned Got a it. lot there. So <clears throat> anyhow, what happened was, um, at the, at the end of the, when we did the profile at the end, uh, we, we, before everything looked kind of like spaghetti, the cortisol was high at night and low in the morning. And afterwards, they all went into a synchronized uh, secretion profile. So it was lowest at midnight. At 4 a.m., it was skyrocket to about 6 a.m. That's what gives you the energy to get out of bed. And then throughout the day, it would drift back down to mm -hmm. zero, mm -hmm. where before it was just uh, so the younger women had, <clears throat> they had high cortisol profiles um, because of chronic stress and so mm -hmm. on. And the older women who had chronic fatigue or those kind of things that I didn't know how to pronounce back then, <clears throat> um, exhausted adrenals, uh -huh. their cortisol was very low. <clears throat> and afterwards, everybody's cortisol just went into a nice synchronized band. Everybody slept better. They had less pain. They felt better and they had more energy. Mm. So can't have charge in a grounded object. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, <clears throat> and what is the? I guess what does the science say when it comes to walking barefoot to help you heal the body or reduce chronic inflammation? Then, okay. Well, we learned along the way that if you ground somebody that has flaring arthritis, put an electrode patch here and put a coil cord on connected to an, to a ground, the pain goes away. Wow. In five ten minutes. Now, nobody will believe this. Nobody listening to this will believe this whatsoever until they experience it. Then they say, oh my God, why didn't somebody tell me about this right. earlier? <laughs> in 1960, we have to start there. 1960, before then, we were either barefoot or we wore leather sole shoes. Leather sole shoes are semiconductor. You know, they hold moisture. They hold perspiration, body salts. You know, the leather does. And so they're conductive. Um, <clears throat> But in 1960, we, so before then, barefoot was common. Really? At 78 years old, I mean, I was born in 44, so <clears throat> up until, you know, 19, early 60s, uh, you only wore shoes 
I'm from rural Montana too, by the way. Right, you were on a farm and a ranch, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you wore leather shoes to work and when you needed them. But generally, when you got off from, out of school, you lose the shoes for the summer. First thing that you did when school was over, you lost you're the shoes. You're barefoot in the house, you're barefoot outside, you're yeah. running from inside to outside barefoot. Right, so barefoot was common. And if it rained and you were wearing shoes, you had to take the shoes off and carry them so they didn't get wet. Right. Otherwise, the water would make them shrink up and gnarly. Interesting. <laughs> and you couldn't get them. So shoes were, um, you wore them on purpose. Huh. Not all the time. No, you didn't wear shoes all the time. You wore them on purpose. Wow. And you weren't allowed to wear shoes in the house back then. Uh, a dog can come to the house sometimes, or a baby calf could come in the house and keep them warm, but, but not shoes. Wow. So, so anyhow... <clears throat> 1960 is when we invented plastics. Uh -huh. The first thing we did was put them on the soles of shoes and created those ugly green shag carpets, green, yellow, orange, and kind of reddish shag carpets. And everybody carpeted their homes and started wearing rubber sole shoes. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you wanna find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now they were really great because now everybody could afford shoes. You didn't have to worry about water, and they were inexpensive. And, uh, and, and carpets were, finally now, everybody could afford carpet. Before, it was wool carpeting, wood floors and wool carpeting. And, uh, <clears throat> or linoleum type stuff. But anyhow, in 1960, we started to lose our ground. 
television came along, we started spending more time indoors watching TV, mm. less time outdoors in play. Um, <clears throat> when we did go outdoors, we had shoes on. And in and and uh, so <clears throat> over the next sixty years, now ninety five percent of all shoes sold are plastic sold, synthetic sold shoes. And everybody lives on the computer or TV and nobody goes outdoors anymore. And if you wanted to go outdoors and get grounded, where would you go? <laughs> Unless you have a home, it's got a yard, yeah. which is rare nowadays in many cases. Um, parks are more for pets and stuff. Than, uh, so, it's, so it's an odd thing that happened. So over the last 60 years, we lost our ground. We lost our negative charge. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, I had not a clue of any of this at the time. So this was the story for 20 years. We have produced 25, 30 peer-reviewed published studies on this subject. They're all at the earthinginstitute.net. Uh, we've written, produced a couple of videos, movies. Um, um, the Earthing movie, which is you know, on um, YouTube and, and a host of others. Uh, we have a book that we've never really fully marketed, but it's sold over a million copies so far. It's published in 24 different languages, you know, the Earthing book. The most, the, the earthing, the most important health discovery ever. The reason that we say that is because what's in it is free. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's important. It's a rediscovery. It's, it, yeah, it's a observation, you know. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, we didn't know until after we wrote that book, anything, we couldn't find anything. But then literally, I mean, we started feeding, finding information from Europe and from around wow. the world where a hundred years ago, um, Adolf Just had discovered the same thing in other people, but it never stayed with them. You know, never gained ground. I was at a convention in San Diego with uh, Dr. Golly, who had helped do the cortisol study, and Dr. Stephen Sinatra, who was a cardiologist back east, came out and he was at this convention and Golly said, we need to go visit with him because he's a cardiologist, the heart's electrical, so he would understand what we're talking about. So we did schedule some time with Steve and he came out. I told him what we were doing and he said, Clint, he said, if you're, if you're affecting pain, he says, you need to be studying inflammation because pain is a byproduct of inflammation. But the word inflammation was not in the literature. Uh, and it was to some people, I mean, the research and so on. So anyhow, I didn't know what to make of that because inflammation to me was you twist an ankle like playing tennis and it swells up like a balloon and you're just in miserable pain for a couple mm -hmm. of days. And uh, he said, no, that's not what we're talking about. He said, this is, you know, a chronic low-grade inflammation. And so I took it from there and I started doing more research. And I finally, I came across, you know, how the immune system works. You know, the immune system, you have white blood cells neutrophils, microphages, and so on. So if you have a pathogen or an injury or a cell that needs to be, you know, damaged cell that needs to be replaced or worn out cell, well, <clears throat> the immune system will send a neutrophil over. And it's kind of a jelly-like cell and it will encapsulate the pathogen or the damaged cell. And then it releases what we call reactive oxygen species. Mm. As soon as I heard the word reactive, then for some reason, I had a clue. This means it's an electrical. Reactive means it's uh, electrically charged, and it has a strong enough charge that it can pull 
an electron away from a pathogen and destroy it, kill it. It's gone. Wow. <clears throat> so that was the first clue. Then I started, and this hmm. is all cowboy logic. You know, you just take a step <laughs> forward here and a step forward sure, here, and two sure. steps backward. And I couldn't get any help from the docs or the, you know, they, they just, nobody understood this. This was just too bizarre. And nobody wanted to put their name with, take your shoes off, you know, and get grounded. No, it, it just didn't appeal. So, but anyhow, as time went on, uh, we went to the next study and so on. But, but along the way, <clears throat> I was able to put together that, okay, when you ground yourself to the earth, um, assume it's like a garden hose with water, you know, the, the ground wire. So it's, it's electrons are pulling up the, coming up the wire by force because equalizes, everything is going to equalize it in contact with the earth. So then if you have a pad there, a ground pad, and you're laying on it, then it's going to be grounded. Then when you lay on it, you're going to be grounded. Mm. <clears throat> or if we put a patch in your hand, then you're grounded. So it's like cutting, uh, you know, cutting a hole there and pouring water. And so it's like electrons pouring into the body and the body equalizing. And as, long, as soon as the body becomes negative, then it stops all the inflammation. It and the, just and stops the pain, it. And the pain stops. And the pain stops. Wow. When the pain stops, you know the inflammation has stopped. And <clears throat> so to, uh, you know, a story that really re helps explain it is, in the early days, the only people I could get for subjects were the rheumatologists would give me uh, ladies with MS or lupus or fibromyalgia. And because they can't help these people. They said, here, you can help them. Try you whatever you want. Try your woo-woo science on all yeah, of them, you right? You can entertain them for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really the concept. And so I did. I started grounding these women. And I, as time went on, it got to the point where I could take a woman with MS. And I remember one came in one day in a study we were doing down in San Diego. And she had to hold her hand like this. Um, because if she let go, then it would, you know, wander all over. And, and she had pain, and she was totally stressed. <clears throat> and anyhow, we couldn't, she wanted to be in one of our studies. And we said, you know, you can't be in the study because of, she had to get up and go to the bathroom every 20 minutes mm. or those kind of things. That's what she said. So I, because she came there and went to the trouble to, you know, travel and, and be there, I said, here, I'm going to ground you for a while, and I'll give you some things you can take home and play with, and it may be of value to you. So anyhow, we put her in the chair, and, <clears throat> and I put patches on her arms and whatever, and, you know, she was kind of moving around, but she was interested. Her color started to change. Her, you know, her uh, started to pink up. Mm. Her demeanor started to calm down, and she just kept talking. And all of a sudden, it had been like 40 minutes or so, and she didn't have to go to the restroom. So I went to, and I asked her, I said, you need to go to the restroom. She said, no, I'm okay. And so about an hour later, we had to get back to work on what we were doing. <clears throat> but, but at that time, this loss of control, you know, it settled down. It all stopped. Mm. Wow. And, and then she did have to go to the bathroom before she left, so she took the patch off. And she went to the restroom, came back out, and she was almost in tears. She says, look at me. I'm like my, like my old self. I mean, her color, her energy came back. Her pain was down. Her demeanor changed. But most of all, and she wasn't even talking about her arm. But she was able to move it, but she still had 
you know, the damage that was done. And so as time went on, I could go on for a long time on, on those ladies, but, but as time went on, I could, it got to the point where I could tell a woman after she had been grounded for five, 10 minutes, I could honestly say, you no longer have MS. Wow. What you have is damage from MS. After years of it, and now you've got yeah. that. Yeah. And, and how you'll recover from that is unknown to me, uh, although there is recovery. Sure. Um, <clears throat> healing, because the body is a self-healing mechanism. It's, you put the fire out, stop the inflammation, then it can heal. Start to heal, yeah. <clears throat> but anyhow, I said, as long as you're grounded, you no longer have MS. You can't have MS when you're grounded because the body's flooded with free electrons. And so now when the neutrophils are in there taking care of those damaged cells that were part of the myelin sheath, which caused this problem, then that stops. I mean, the, because it, mm -hmm. the free electrons are reducing those reactive oxygen species, the remaining ones, wow. and it just stops it dead. Um, now this really sounds bizarre, and everybody's going to go out and so put their hands on the grasses, which I want them to do. Um, but anyhow, so uh, that's where I, I mean, that's how confident, you know, I became. And I know this, no matter what, whether it's lupus or MS or any kind of a flaring disease, you know, arthritis, bursitis, you name it. If it's an itis, that means it's inflammation. So it puts out the fire. You might still have the remnants of the... The, the challenge that you faced with if you had it for years, right? If, you're, yeah. if your arms are you know, getting cramped or your hands are getting deformed or whatever it might be from the disease of the inflammation yep. constantly for years, that may need time to heal. There might be pain there, but not yeah. the type of sharp you, pain. You're right? not gonna have the hot burning pain. If it's hot burning pain, it's inflammation. If, wow. it's, if it's still leave me alone pain, that's healing pain. That's so, normal. So how easy is it to ground yourself and how long does the grounding last for? It's cumulative. If I ground somebody for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, they're going to get a sensation that their blood viscosity is going to normalize, the thickness of their blood, because as soon as you ground the person, their blood before is thick and sticky. Mm. That's why so many people are on blood thinners and so wow. on. Um, <clears throat> so as soon as you ground them, the little red blood cells, are, they have an electrical surface charge. So they equalize with the earth. So now they have a negative charge. And, and the more negative the red blood cells become, they now repel each other like little negative magnets. Mm -hmm. Now the blood gets thin and, they, and, and rather than sticky, and then it can get in and out of the capillaries, oxygenate the tissue, get rid of the inflammation, return the body to normal. But, you so know, 30 minutes is a good amount of time or how long should yeah, someone- 30, 30 minutes will get you down the road. It will give you enough information to know, wow, there's something going on here. For and it'll last for what a day, a half a day, or it depends. I've grounded people who had um, who had a chronic knee inflammation type thing, arthritic type, and they grounded them for thirty minutes and they got up and and that pain went away forever. Wow! Uh, people who have MS and certain things, no, they've got a challenge ahead. Right, right, you know, and so on. You've got to uh, heal. What's the difference between in the benefits between walking barefoot on dirt? laying on your back in the grass or putting your hands on the ground. Is there different benefits to yeah, these I, techniques? I want to share one thing with you Yeah, first. go ahead. Animals that live in the wild, they're grounded 24-7. <laughs> right, they're, they live <laughs> on the earth. They, they live on the earth. They, they don't have cardiovascular disease, lupus, <laughs> MS, 
arthritis. They don't have, I mean, cancer rarely exists uh -huh. in nature. The only animals that die from cancer in nature are because we've contaminated or destroyed their, their ecosystem, their environment. Right. It's more like cats and dogs die because they're in the house. Okay, so all the animals who live indoors with their owners manifest similar health disorders as their owners. Wow. Which is everything from diabetes to you name it. Diabetes is an inflammation-related health disorder. Um, autism, but that's not related to cats and stuff. But anyhow, so, but 50% of all these indoor animals, domestic animals, die from cancer, just like their owners. So this is environment, so it's about being connected to the earth 24-7. You can't have these health disorders. So, <clears throat> in nature, your feet are the most conductive. We know this just by measuring. Uh, the palms of your hand and the bottom of your feet are the most conductive. Well, those are your ground paws. Uh, we probably were on all fours at one time, or we were using our hands forever to touch green living mm. plants. And plants, trees, whatever. everything else, yeah. And so we were all naturally grounded. But these are the most conductive. And your body's always going to have, um, you know, autoimmune response. I mean, immune response. You know, the, uh, the immune cascade. So you're going to have oxidative radicals in your body to reduce pathogens or to reduce damaged cells. The, the, if you don't have redox potential or enough free electrons to reduce those remaining radicals left over from an oxidative burst, then that's what causes inflammation. Inflammation doesn't exist in, in nature. Wow. You couldn't get here if that were the case. Right. You need to get grounded and stay grounded until the pain goes away. Because then you don't need to run tests, you don't need to go to a lab, you don't need to do anything. When the pain stops, then you know the inflammation stopped. Because you can't have the pain without inflammation. Mm. But if you have pain, you do have inflammation. So it might take 30 minutes, it might take an hour, your hands and feet on the ground. Is it yes. grass better? Is it touching plants? Is it touching dirt? Is it sand? I, Is I, it I water? To, Does it matter? I, I, I try to tell everybody, you know, <clears throat> What's better? It, it really doesn't matter because you're not grounding an electrical system. You're grounding a human body and earth potential and the earth has a universal ground. What about the sand or the ocean? Is okay, it if you sand, if you just kick away an inch of it, it's wet, it's damp. I mean, there's always moisture. Um, <clears throat> so you want to be in the wet sand is what you're saying or in the ocean. Is that no, that, I mean, if you're there, that's great. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be well grounded. Uh, but it's you're going to be grounded if you're out in Palm Springs and uh -huh. you know sitting on sitting under a palm tree where you just there's moisture in all sand it holds moisture uh -huh. because it's rock and you have nighttime and condensation evaporate so there's moisture everywhere. Uh, it's going to be better if, if you have a grass yard. I tell everybody, and, and I, if we have time, I'd like to tell you about the MS ladies a little bit. But but if I can convince you to go out and just sit on the earth, put your bare feet on the earth and your bare hands on the earth, that's great. If you can't do that, then you take a chair out, take your shoes off, and at least put your feet on the earth mm -hmm. and just sit there until you, your respiration is going to calm down, your O2 saturation is mm -hmm. going to come up, your color is going to come up because the, the blood's going to, uh, your blood viscosity is going to normalize and your pain's going to diminish. And the, 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 the the pain going down, that's the inflammation. You're reducing the inflammation in your body. When you have no pain left in your body, 
you can still have pain left, but that would be the healing pain. Uh-huh. But if you have burning pain or oxidative, that pain will will, will, will go away. That'll go away. What what do we what are we missing out on by wearing shoes all the time and not being connected between you know and having when, this barrier between ourselves? Whenever you're grounded, you can't have inflammation. When you're not grounded, then you start losing your redox potential, or your you bleed off your free electrons just by breathing oxygen, or eating food, or you know all these environmental stressors can affect. So eventually, you become short of electrons. You become a little bit gaunt or gray. Your energy <laughs> drops, you know, fatigue, wow. and so on. And, and then, <clears throat> but if it goes on too long and you don't recover, and you go to bed all charged up with it, all this damage, then in the morning you get up and you're stiff and you can't get out of bed, you don't have energy, and you have to have coffee to wake up and so on and so on. And you're building on that. And how does does grounding support with extending your lifespan? Well, <clears throat> we did a, a rat study. Uh, we took, and this is done in Canada, uh, at, uh, up in uh, Alberta, and um, we took, I think there were 60 breeder rats, and normally they would, they would have their litters and they would euthanize them afterwards. And so what I wanted to do, I said, you know, we want to take these rats and let them live out their life, and we want to monitor them. Mm. 30 of them in cages that are grounded, 30 of them in cages that are not grounded. Okay. <clears throat> huh. So. What happened? <clears throat> at the end, the grounded rats, I mean the ungrounded rats, had lots of alopecia, lots of hair loss. This is common amongst... The ungrounded rats. Yeah, the ungrounded rats. Now remember, these were middle-aged ladies in, in the rat time. Mm-hmm. So as they started getting older, they started developing lots of alopecia. And there's lots of biomarkers that are indicative of, you know, metabolic syndrome. You know, which is all of these inflammation-related health right. disorders. But the number one thing, the difference in age was very little. <clears throat> but the animals who were grounded, and they ate the same thing every day, same amount of water, and so this is healthy food, healthy conditions. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have had a lot of the normal stressors, sure. you know, environmental stressors. <clears throat> but the rats who were grounded were like, 20, wait, I think it was 14 to 20% less weight than the ungrounded ladies. So it, healthier weight, or you mean they weren't, healthier they weren't obese or? No, they, 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 yeah, they were health, yeah, they were healthy. Wow, interesting. So being grounded, you had less likely to have metabolic syndrome related health disorders, which is inflammation. Uh, alopecia would be inflammation. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. 
too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. Um, and lots of other things, but I would have to get into the study. The study's available out sure, there. Sure, sure. That study's available at the Earthing Institute. I don't like to talk about the animal study too much because a lot of people get upset. Right. But I say I even let these let these ladies live out their life where they would have been euthanized otherwise. Yeah, of course. So it was, it was a good study. Uh, if and so there, it showed that it, it essentially did help with lifespan or just more of like better conditions? Quality, quality of quality life. Quality of life. You quality less of, obese. Yes. Not as much inflammation or, or no inflammation. Well, you, you wouldn't have inflammation. Right. But anyhow, so it was... Um, Interesting. It was less inflammation-related health disorders, less... I mean, you, you can... It's like a lot of people are going to live to be 80, 90 years old. They might be in pain for 20 years. Oh, or longer. Yeah. You know, the average age of a man today, I think, is 75, 76, something like that. I'm 78, so I made it pretty good. That's great. <laughs> uh, but anyhow. Um, but living it, you want to live healthy when you're yeah, older you and pain-free. Yes. Like, like, it's interesting. I can get up out of my chair with ease. Yeah. I can move. I can go dance for three hours if I wanted to. I can do a lot. And, and, and you're 78. Eight? Yes. Wow. And I can walk five miles. Yeah. Um, I prefer to walk barefoot when I can, but that's not easily done. Uh, so I wear grounded shoes. I won't wear. I can't walk five miles in a in a regular shoe like everybody else. Really? What uh, happens when you do that? I just lose my energy after about a mile and a half. Wow. So I, when you wear the grounded sandals, yes. you feel like you keep your energy throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. To a yeah. certain point, maybe you can't go twenty miles every day, but. No, I, can, I, I walk, you know, between uh, 2,000 steps and 10,000, depending on wow. what's going on. Either barefoot or with grounded shoes. Yeah. yeah. Is there such a thing as grounded tennis shoes, or is it only the sandals right now that are <clears> out there? No, the only thing we have is a grounded flip-flop so far over yeah. at Earthing. And um, they're... And why, and why do they work? Why is like because it's still rubber on the sandal essentially, right? But then there's a grounding. Can I show you one? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because when you just have rubber in your soles or plastic, yeah, you're insulated from it, the earth. Yeah. So this, I don't know if we can see it here, yeah. but there's a piece of carbon here, uh -huh. carbon, and it comes along here, and it comes through the shoe, and it goes over the bottom of the Touch shoe. Touches the ground. So when it touches the earth, it's conductive. So when your foot touches this, then it's like standing barefoot on the wow. earth. So it's like standing barefoot, but you don't need to worry about the stickers or the right, dog. Right, the, or the poop or the, yeah, yeah. yeah or whatever. <laughs> or glass. And a lot, or, of people, yeah. a lot of people, you know, guys, they're not going to go barefoot. The, the ladies will. They like to go barefoot. Uh -huh. But again, they don't like 
I like to go in the grass. If I see a grass in a park, I'm like, okay, I'll walk. I'll take my shoes and my socks off, and mm -hmm. I'll walk in there for yes. 30 to 60 minutes. And I always feel more energized. Exactly. I feel more connected. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get when you are when your body is grounded, your body is full of free electrons, full of this earth energy. So now you can't have inflammation. So wow. your metabolism's cooking along, and and you're not. Where if you're not grounded, then you're bleeding off and depleting these free electrons, mm. and you're getting fatigued, and your body can't function. Wow. It's like, as soon as you ground yourself, you have a greater range of motion. Flexibility. Yeah. In your body, really. Yeah, you have more energy. You can, your O2 saturation increases. Wow. Everything, so it, it's, our body evolved, grounded. We lived on the earth. We, we are the earth that's walking around. And we were always connected. So over whatever period of time, all living things, you know, were grounded. In the last 60 years is when it started to shift yeah. and evolve. And, and when you're grounded, you couldn't have had inflammation. Because if you had inflammation along the way, we wouldn't be here as a species because you wouldn't have all these uh, pharmaceuticals and everything to keep right. everybody alive. We had other types of pain, maybe, but we didn't have the inflammation pain. Pain was hunger. <laughs> right. Uh, injury. Yeah, know. injury. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I mean, you put this in perspective. In 1960, 90% of the visits to a general practitioner were for infectious disease acute injury, childbirth. So was there, was there no really MS or arthritis back in when you were growing up? Is that well, not a thing? Yeah, maybe one in 10,000 or one in whatever. But now it's like autism, one in 10,000. Autism is an inflammation-related health disorder, oxidation of the brainstem. Okay, <clears throat> so, oh. so back in... You know, no, they, you would have a little bit. And diabetes started in the 50s. It right, started to, you, you can see the curve. It, was it, that more food related or more well, grounding related? No, it's. it's uh, Is that it, more like just so much sugar and processed foods? That may exacerbate it. That's uh -huh. going to put weight on you. But what caused the, the problem is loss, I mean, is inflammation. Wow. Now, again, there's studies on the Earthing Institute that explain all this. And you can actually just type Google diabetes. Right and earthing and grounding and inflammation, or just diabetes and inflammation. Diabetes is an inflammation-related health disorder. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sugar is, if you're grounded, the sugar is not gonna be quite as bad, but you're gonna put a weight on if you eat. I mean, sugar is not good for you, no matter, it's right. not a natural thing. Sure. In, in the type of sugars we eat. Processed foods are not natural. So those are going to challenge and stress our body and maybe create inflammation, but if you're grounded, it'll help reduce that inflammation and get you through it. Where if you're not grounded, then that's just going to exacerbate. And how does grounding support weight loss or the increase in metabolism or the gut microbiome? Does grounding help that as well? Yeah, because if you, if you have inflammation in your body, what's happening is your immune system is using all of its resources to fight the inflammation, to fight the inflammation that it itself is feeding. So it's a vicious loop. It shouldn't be, but it is because the immune system didn't know that one day we would put on shoes. Mm. <laughs> didn't know one day we would live. Be disconnected from the earth. Yeah, we didn't. What's the difference between barefoot indoors versus barefoot outdoors? Barefoot indoors, you will have less static electricity and things like that, but you won't get any. You're not grounded still. You're not grounded, so you're not gonna get the benefits of is there a way to have like a grounding tool that you can plug into your outlets that will make you feel like you're grounded? 
Well, yeah. Over the, over the years, as we did the studies, in order to do the studies, we had to create what I call ground planes. And these are anything from an electrode patch, the EKG patch, like you, when you want to read, you know, cardio. Uh-huh. So you put one of those on the body and then you connect it to a ground. And so that grounds the body. And electrons can get through the skin and get in there and get into the blood and start reducing the inflammation. Because we have the grounding pad that I think you guys, we, yeah. we got from you guys. And so I've been putting my feet barefoot on that. Yeah. So is that the same thing as being yeah. on the earth? Yes. So mm-hmm. what we did in order to do our, our research, uh, to ground our subjects, we would use the patches that I mentioned, or we, we, the first ones we made were 12 inches by 24 inch conductive fabrics or conductive ground planes or conductive rubber, like we would use in the ESD industry or electronics industry. And then we would connect it to a ground so it would be grounded. And then when you sat on it, did whatever, then you'd be grounded. So in many cases, we put these in the home and so people had them for you know 30 days or whatever. And at the end of the studies, then the people who, a lot of people had great benefit, mm-hmm. so they wanted to keep them. Or they wanted other <laughs> ones for their mom right. or for whoever. And <clears throat> so then as time went on, we would, whatever we had left of scraps and stuff, we would give them or whatever. And then eventually we decided that, you know, what is the best thing we could do for people uh, if we wanted to give them something because we knew that people won't comply. Doing our studies, it's really hard to get compliance. Really? So people, you know, people don't, most people won't even finish a, a, a round of script. Uh-huh. <laughs> they won't, I mean, people don't comply. They do, if, it's, if it is not part of their daily routine, it's hard to get them to follow through or change routine. So we thought, well, the best thing we can do, and we need to do a study that way, anyway, we need to just give them something they can sleep on. So they put it on their bed one time ground it, then there's no impact or no effect on anything they normally do. All they do is come home, go to bed, and go to sleep like they normally do. No work. Right. No change. We put that on our bed also in the last week, and it's been really, it's been passing out pretty much right away. Yeah. So anyhow, that, so that was the product that we developed. Now, these products were all accidental products, because uh-huh. when I was involved, got involved with this, remember, I was the first guy to put data over a satellite and feed it to a personal computer. Yeah. I had no desire to be product. I was more retired than not. And this was just really interesting to me. And, um, but anyhow, so all of a sudden there became a huge demand. We never advertised. This was all word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It was relatives and relatives and word of mouth. Anybody that got grounded, they wanted, wanted one for their mom and so on. So anyhow, the business, so we kept improving it. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, we have mat- mats you can sleep on. They're carbon mats. You can sleep directly on them, or you can put them underneath your sheet mm-hmm. and put the sheet over them and sleep on them that way. Uh, or and we have the little mats that you can put underneath your computer or your on your desk and have your hands on it when you're working, or put it on the floor and put your feet on it and be grounded during the day. We have the patches; those are for acute flaring situations. Um, but it's really simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a pillow cover that you can put your pillow in and it's grounded, put your pillowcase over the top so when you go to sleep. A lot of people love that product. Yeah. But it's something, again, you don't have to do anything. It's not a new habit. What would you say is the daily routine that all people should be thinking about with grounding? If you're like, you know what, I've only got 20 minutes to try this thing out a day, whatever you recommend. Yeah. Is it going outside barefoot? Is it 
uh, getting the pad and putting your feet on the pad, what would you say is a daily routine people should do? Well, <clears throat> I usually tell a story. I don't know how much time we have here. Go for it, yeah. But I usually tell a story that kind of helps answer that. When I was young, you know, I was babysitting cows. And when you're babysitting cows, what you're really doing is you're looking at them and make sure they're healthy and happy. And if you see one that's different than the herd or acting strange or glassy-eyed or bawling, then you take them out of the herd, put them in a pen, and then you have to go ride the pasture, make sure the water's okay, make sure there's no noxious weeds coming up, make sure the grass is okay, and a few other things. And then <clears throat> normally the grass, something's wrong, so you move the herd to a, a different section of the pasture mm. and fence, fence them off, and then that other calf or whatever will straighten out and mm -hmm. put her back in the herd. So I have this prevention thing that's kind of helped me do this because I, I always think, what's the cause? What caused this rather than do I need this pill or that pill? Uh -huh. What's so, the root? Yeah, what's the root cause? Uh, so that's my background. And I was raised that way anyhow. But So anyhow, <clears throat> sometimes when I was out there in, in the summer, some years you'd have an infestation of jackrabbits. And at night, sometimes you'd be driving down the road, and there are so many jackrabbits. And remember, this is Montana. There's no water there. But you'd drive down the road, and it would look like there's a lake out there because it was the light reflecting off the jackrabbit's eyes. Mm. That's how many there were. So anyhow, during the day, there was just this jackrabbits everywhere. But it was fun to watch them because the coyote was always sneaking up on the jackrabbit. As soon as the jackrabbit would be aware of them, the the ears would go up and then a jackrabbit can spring 10 feet in the air. Uh, yeah. And then he'll zigzag back and forth across the pasture, keeping one eye on the coyote. And then, you know, the chase, go, uh, the chase goes on and then eventually, generally the coyote runs out of energy. And it'll just lay there panting. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and then, so anyhow, the jackrabbit will run just a little bit further. Conservation of energy is everything in nature, okay? So a rabbit will run just a little bit further and then he'll stop. And he'll sit there and you can see, uh, you can, because you're close enough, you can see this. And he'll sit there quivering. And uh, <clears throat> then all of a sudden, yes, a little time goes on, he'll have this big visceral shake. Then he'll go back to eating grass like nothing ever happened. Mm. Eventually the coyote gets up and wanders off because he's got to go restore his energy. Anyhow, now I know that that rabbit is grounding out the cortisol from the elevated. Shaking it out. Well, it's the inflammation that was created ah. from the cortisol and everything and the charge. I mean, you, you, you're, you're burning adrenaline, so you're creating inflammation yes. in the body. And so anyhow, you ground out the inflammation. Doesn't, the inflammation doesn't come out. The ground comes up and reduces the excess radicals that otherwise will oxidize and create inflammation. Uh -huh. So, so anyhow, the reason I tell that story is most women today, almost all, almost all women of certain, you know, over 30, they have some kind of an inflammation-related health disorder. Really? They're not healthy. I mean, they're healthy, but they, they're doing everything they're right. Even they go out and exercise, they exercise too much, that creates inflammation, you know, and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so what I try to get across is, and I learned this from some of the MS ladies because I always ask them, you know, what happened in your life prior to prior to MS, MS developing? And in the beginning, they can't tell you. And then after a little bit, they say, well, that was when I lost my house in 208 and I lost my job or whatever. And they went into a chronically elevated fight or flight state. 
body flooded with cortisol and then they couldn't get out of it. Mm. That created pain, that pain created more cortisol. And so then they ended up with lupus MS or whatever. Uh, but but anyhow, so the reason I tell this story is because women, and I, I work with 99% women, guys will not buy, are not going to buy earthing products. <laughs> That's how I'll do it myself, you know, it's too simple, whatever. Or this can't be true, if it were, I'd know about it, <laughs> you know. But women are different. Women, they kind of know they're intuitively like, uh-huh. connected to the earth. A woman gets up in the morning. She's sleeping on a foam bed with normal coverings. And so there's a bed full of static electricity. And she gets up in the morning and she's stressed or mm-hmm. fatigued, doesn't have a lot of energy. And the first thing she's got to do is take care, get the kids ready, get them off to school, whatever. If she still has a mate, she's feeding her mate and getting her mate off. 80% of all women over 30 sleep alone. Really? It's because of inflammation, health disorder, health mm. issues and the anger and whatever, all the things that go with not being well contribute to this. But yeah, so they get up in the morning, they get their kids off to school, they do all those things, and it's a rush. And then they, when they're gone, that's taken care of, then they have to go take, feed themselves, take care of their own. That's a rush. Whatever's going on. Then they have to jump in a car, get dressed with a lot of clothing. Sometimes it creates charge. But anyhow, they're not grounded. But they've got all this... So, you know, so anyhow, it goes on, and so uh, then she goes to work, and then she's got to put up with the boss, put up with the clients, or whatever stresses are there, traffic to go there, traffic to come home, and so when she gets home, you know, I need a drink, I need something, you know. Uh, So basically, Mm. what I try to get across, and then she takes that to bed, that stress of all that is still in the body. So what I call, I, I call this coyote juice, cortisol, I said, everything is a coyote, mm. you know, and <clears throat> so the kids are a coyote in the morning, your husband's a coyote, your boss is a coyote, the traffic's a coyote. So the coyote causes the rabbit to, you know, trigger a fight or flight, and cortisol is secreted into the system. So if that's chronic all day long, you've got these little spikes of cortisol, that cortisol is building up in your body. And so you're, you end up with a lot of anxiety, irritability, sometimes just anger and depression and those kind of things. And, and it's relentless. So when you get home at night, you're full of coyote juice, you're full of cortisol. So I don't care if you don't do anything else, go and when you come home at night, especially women, go outdoors, take a chair, if that's all you can do, and put your feet on the earth and sit there for 30 minutes and yeah. drain, drain all that inflammation. The inflammation, you know, you can, women think about the inflammation going out of their body and into the earth. That's fine. It's the earth coming up and reducing mm. the radicals, but it doesn't matter. Sure. But you need to drain this. You need to dampen and, and reduce this inflammation in your body. Then you can enjoy the kids. Then you can go to bed and wake up in the morning and feel better. But if, you're, if you wake up in the morning and you got aches and pains, you don't feel good, then you need to consider sleeping grounded because yeah. in nature, you would always have been grounded. Right. You couldn't have laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so anyhow, I'm not sure what prompted that dialogue. This, the uh, the grounding routine that we should all be thinking about. Yeah. So yeah. start there. If you can't do anything else in the world, it's free, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee it. What's your strat? What's your routine look like on a daily basis? 
Well, are you barefoot a lot? Are you using the sandals? Are you have all the mats and everything? Or well, I've been grounded for most of twenty years, mm -hmm. longer. I've been doing the studies for twenty three, so I guess over twenty years. And I started out with the little ground planes that I was using on the subjects. And I had lots of pain, and I didn't want the pain, so really? I, I kept my pain down. Mm. Uh, because, uh, like again, I said, I, you know, I grew up on a ranch. I and ski. I had more injuries than yeah. Uh, I I remember sometimes in in my uh, somewhere around fifty three, fifty four. I went outdoors one day and I looked up the sky and I said, God, why did you make my body with so much pain in it? Because I was in chronic pain, just from all the injuries and whatever. I learned later it was me that did that, but that's <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, I sleep ground. I sleep on a grounded ground mat, grounding bed cover, mattress cover. Uh, I have a pillow that's grounded, pillow covered, pillowcase over the top. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. I have uh, a mat underneath my computer, so uh -huh. I'm there. I have a bigger ground mat under my chair and desk. So I'm barefoot all the time. Really? Wow. The only time I'm not barefoot is when I go outdoors, generally. And I have a house that has a nice salt heel tile floor, so they're grounded. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really grounded most of the time. And then when I go outdoors, um, in the summer, certain months, you can go barefoot in certain areas. Um, but generally, I'll just wear the grounded flip-flops. Wow. And um, I, I don't like to walk as much as I used to because of the seasons. But certain seasons I love to walk, you know, because you can walk forever. Sure. But uh, the wind sometimes, the heat, mm -hmm. you know, in Vegas or somewhere, depending on where I'm at, what I'm doing. Right. Um, <clears throat> but anyhow, I'm grounded probably 90% of the time. Yeah. And you feel and like you're pretty pain-free, except I, for, I mean, maybe old I injuries or... I don't have any pain. Oh. 
I don't have I don't have any inflammation and you know, inflammatory pain. And what's your diet look like? Are you pretty? In the morning, I will get up. I generally will have two to three eggs, mm -hmm. avocado, and sometimes some like keto toast. Some mornings, uh, other mornings, I'll have the keto type bread and the uh, nut butter, almond butter, walnut butter, or mm -hmm. things like that. And some, of course, some nice organic jam. <laughs> um, my keto doesn't work very well, but I try to cut the carbs out, you know, the excess bread carbs. Yeah. And I, I don't divert from them much. Yeah. Um, and then at lunch, I usually have soup. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'll eat soup before I'll eat anything. And then at dinner, I will, you know, have fish and vegetable yeah. or something, you know, sure. a little meat, get my four ounces of meat. Uh, and yeah. I, but I don't eat a lot of meat. I just don't, I, my body doesn't crave it. Mm -hmm. um, I love bananas, green, but you know, on the green side. Um, I'd like to eat blueberries. I buy the blueberries and mm -hmm. I freeze them. Wow. And then during the day I'll snack on eating the frozen blueberries or raspberries or things like that. That's so cool. <clears throat> now does that mean I don't do anything bad? That's not true. You know, I still like sweet treats. Yeah, I love sweets, yeah. That's <laughs> um, my vice. Keep the cookies out of the house. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they'll be gone in, in a half hour. Exactly. I don't care how many there are. Um, so, I'm curious about your thoughts on, you know, when I grew up, I grew up right before video games came, yes. right? It's mm -hmm. like they started to come when I was five to 10, yep. but I was still going outside every day, right? Yes. My mom would say, go out and play. Right. I would come back and start to play some video games, but I really got into sports at an early age and became more obsessed with going to the soccer field, the football field, sure. the basketball court, yep. and and being in the gym playing right. sports, right? Yep. Or being in the backyard playing whatever we're playing as right. kids. Uh -huh. And I felt like I'm so glad I got the experience of being outside a lot, climbing the trees, mm -hmm. doing everything, and just playing like a kid would play. Yeah. With kids now, that happens very little, and kids are grow up on their iPad when they're you know yeah. sixty days old, right. or on an iPhone. Right. Or on a TV, there's multiple screens in front of their face. Yes. Inside, safe, protected, soft things around them. Right. Uh, carpeted, not going out outside as much. Right. What is your advice to parents who are starting to raise kids for the future um, about the importance of grounding and being outside? What are the what are the the bad things that could happen if they they don't do those things? Well, we already know that 40% of our kids can be diagnosed with some level of diabetes. Um, they have chronic allergies. Allergies are inflammation-related health disorders. Wow. Um, they're full of anxiety, ADD, ADHD. I used to call that tennis shoeitis. Um, I don't do that anymore. I don't want to get in trouble with the shoe companies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so it's, think of it this way. Health is your most natural state. In nature, you can see it in the animal world. Health is your most natural state. If you don't have health, 
then something is interfering with your immune system's ability to maintain and restore health. So <clears throat> if a child has health issues um, of any kind, then it's generally because the immune system's compromised. And the only way you can maintain and keep them healthy is to get them grounded some portion. Sleeping grounded is easy. Mm -hmm. Put it under the sheet, they don't even know. <laughs> you're, you know, kids over the age of seven, if they're into video games after that, you're not gonna change that. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. Right. I mean, so <clears throat> we have ground mats and a lot of the gamers use them. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can, you have to use artificial yeah. grounding. It's still better than nothing, right? Well, it's identical to Oh, it is identical, yeah. 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 Because it's conductive. Earth is, electrical right. is conductive. Uh, electrical travels the speed of light around the world, you know. It's, it's but, is it, but is it better to be outdoors and in grass or to have a, a mat, uh, a grounding mat, you know, all day? It's, What's it's better to be outdoors barefoot on, on the earth, breathing fresh air with sunshine coming down. <laughs> right. Um, the other problems are fresh air, the pollutants in our indoor air, and loss of sunlight. We, mm -hmm. put, build, we put roofs over us in our heads now. Yeah. We no longer, we're all short of vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So our health is compromised. Grounding is not, um, uh, you know, it's not the cure-all or anything like that. Sure. It's, it might be, a, it's one of the cause-alls. Loss of vitamin D, loss of ground, loss mm -hmm. of pressure. Those one are, of the things, yeah. yeah. Something in your environment is compromising your immune system. Mm -hmm. And if you are indoors and you're breathing air that's challenging, then the immune system has to deal with every everything you breathe mm -hmm. it has to deal with your cells and all that kind of um, if you don't get enough sunlight you don't get enough vitamin d that's going to affect everything in your body sure if you you know oxygen you know just it, everything it, it's Being universal it's it's yeah. not one thing it's a right. it's everything right we stepped out of nature yeah we need to put our toe back in nature we need to the young moms, I, I try to work with the young moms because they are the ones taking care of these children, but the moms themselves are in trouble. So we try to ground them. The first thing they do is ground their mom so, so she can get freed up and have a little her, get mm -hmm. some of her life back or get her own life back so she can take care of her family and so on. And then I try to, you know, you, you have to find ways to entertain these children. Uh, we used to love to go play in the creek. Yep. Go build caves, do whatever. we. Last thing you ever wanted to do is go in the house until television came along. Yeah, you know, I remember my mom having to like call me in late at night. It's like it's eight, nine, ten o'clock, and she's like yelling for you to come back in the house because right. you wanted to be out playing the whole night. Yeah, you say I don't. You didn't want to stop playing games. Yeah, you sleep in the barn before you sleep <laughs> in the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I don't have the answers. Um, yeah. Um, but if you can't do it any other way, I mean, if we ground a child. Or if we ground, put a ground pad in a home, the animals are going to gravitate to it. Mm. The children, a lot of the children will start using it. The younger they are, they are, we have, you know, uh, children, they know when they're grounded and not. Oh, wow. And, and um, they miss their grounding, you know, when they don't, they yeah. need to get grounded. Yeah. Uh, because they feel better when they're grounded. The kids yeah. are going to feel better. You, you, when you go outdoors and sit on the earth, and that's what I tell the, the moms too, is, a lot of health, what's feeding the cortisol in the body is a lot of it's mental. A lot of it's environmental, but a lot of it's uh, psychological. And that causes the fight or flight to trigger. And that's what's causing this cortisol.
The thing I've learned over the years is you can take a child or an adult or somebody who's angry, mad, whatever, take their shoes off, put them outdoors for 30 minutes, and they lose all of it. The anger goes away. Mm -hmm. The demeanor changes. They just change. They're different. The pain comes down. The circulation comes up. The demeanor shifts. Uh, they see a smile. Um, but it's, it's hard to be upset. It's hard to experience all these things that we, that we experience in the home when we're in nature. Mm -hmm. it, it That's just, true. It's crazy, but it's... That's true. I don't know. I can't say exactly what it is, but... Well, it is getting rid of the inflammation in the body and the immune system can then go back to re, you restore the body and pain. You know, you just have more O2, right, more energy. Right, right. I've got a couple of final questions for you. One is about um, your time growing up and having a lot of close friends who are Native Americans. What, what were the greatest lessons that they taught you? Because I feel like that community has, uh, I want to say forgotten, but it's been not as been respected as much in the most recent years in America. What are the lessons you learned from them growing up? And are you still in contact with any of those friends? Well, at 78, no, most of them are gone that I grew up with. Um, I think a lot of the younger Native Americans, they have a sense of it and they're trying to pull that back. Um, but the thing that I learned about being with these Native Americans is they're not like us. They, back then, they didn't understand ownership. Mm. How can you own a tree? How can you own the land? The land belongs to, you know, to everyone. You know. But ownership was a foreign concept to Native American back then. You had the tribes, but the tribes and their reservations, that was the government that created that. Not, they didn't do that. But they were more, they would live <clears throat> down low in the winter and move up to summer pasture. Mm -hmm. You know, up, up in, I grew up in Montana, up in the Priors, that would be the, the summer camp and, uh, and so on. <clears throat> but anyhow, they, um, they, they lived more in tune with nature. Most people wouldn't know Errol Biss, but he, he was a Native American from uh, Hardin, Montana, Crow Agency, and um, <clears throat> famous painter. And uh, I bought a lot of his paintings, and I would give them other other people a business thing. But I kept a lot of them, but one of them he made special for me. And <clears throat> But he painted, it was a bit, he called it the Tunnel of Light in, in the Bitterroot. And it was over in Missoula, Montana area. And, um, <clears throat> but here's two little riders down here on horses. And then here's trees and then here's all these other things. But in this big, huge painting, there's just, but the idea behind it was these horses and these humans were just a piece of all of it. Mm -hmm. They weren't prominent, they weren't, you know, whatever. And so the concept there is they see themselves as being a part of everything. I mean, a blade of grass is your cousin. <laughs> An ant is, you don't kill anything, you don't destroy anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're, anything you take, you honor it. Um, it it's, sounds kind yeah. of woo, sounds whatever, but there's more to it than that. I yeah. mean, it's a sensation, a feeling. It's a way of life. Sure. It's a peaceful way of life. Yeah. Because they aren't angry people. Yeah. Um, they, and they take care of each other. I can't imagine not having the essence of what I learned from them in my being 
because it, uh, it makes me like a Boy Scout half the time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I should be stronger about things, but I'm more of a. They care for the. They care for their environment. Yeah. They don't take anything they don't need. Um, they don't waste life. They don't go sport hunting. <laughs> so, you know. But anyhow, it's yeah. not. I don't know what it, it's a way of life, and it's just something that yeah. makes you feel good inside. That's beautiful. It's earthy. earthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a question I ask everyone at the end of our interviews. It's called the three truths. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to imagine uh, that you continue to live as long as you want to live, and you continue to accomplish or uh, ha- fulfill the things you want to fulfill in your life and continue to live a healthy life. But it's the last day on earth for you at some point. And that last day, you have to take everything with you. Everything that you've created, the book, the programs, this interview, anything you've ever shared, mm-hmm. it has to go somewhere. Whether it goes with you or somewhere else, we don't have access to that information anymore. Right. Hypothetical scenario. But you get to leave behind three lessons to the world. Only three things that you could share. And this is all we would have to remember your information and your content by. What would you say are those three truths that you'd leave behind? I think number one is uh, family, um, and there's you know you you got your own personal family, then you have your community, and then you have your bigger communities and your whatever. But it's about taking care of each other like we would a family. I think it's I, I've never looked in a person in my whole life, from the richest to the poorest to the whatever that. I didn't feel or see, I mean, he's me or I'm her or whatever. We're all the same. We're all one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that uh, we need to take care of each other rather than beliefs, political, politics, religion. It's innate. Truth is, I mean, heart, you know, it's, there's something there. I, I'm, not, I'm challenged for words sometimes, but it's about family yep. and taking care of each other. But money is evil. Mm. <laughs> Capitalism, the way we, it's, I shouldn't say it that way. It's if your life is about money, you do not have a life. Mm, yeah. Uh, money is a byproduct of, I've found the money, you don't need to worry about money. You just need to go and provide benefit, provide things that help other people that are going to improve. Yeah people's a lot in life but if you go to work just for money that's evil <laughs> mm-hmm. because you don't have a conscience you lose sure you, you lose yourself sure and the and third thing when you're younger you know you're out there working and you are taking care of your family or whatever you're doing and all the things that go on in life and you forget about yourself i think most people do i did and uh, on my when i almost lost it. Um, I think that scared me more than anything else. And so <clears throat> I, I think it's important rather than learn it at 70 or 60 uh, or 80, whatever, but to go back and say, find yourself um, and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, take care of that little boy. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And, uh, and be grateful. If anything, just, 
it's hard to understand life. It's really a challenge to figure it all out. And it takes years because it's about learning what not to do. And it's about getting rid of all those mm -hmm. beliefs, all those bricks of beliefs that, that, you're, that you're encased in. And undoing all of that so that you can find and see and again, it's you know a lot of people call it finding God, finding that whatever. It's there, and one day you will find it. Yeah. And when you experience that, then sometimes you're not going to be able to ever explain it. It helps you to know that you are a piece of this. Mm -hmm. You're not separate from it. And so it's about being happy with yourself. Yeah. Really putting yourself first. Yeah. Take care of your health. That's beautiful. Yeah, take care of yourself. That's beautiful, Clint. I want to acknowledge you for uh, the incredible transformation you've had in your life <laughs> and the journey you went on. I think it's amazing how you grew up on the, you know, on the land essentially, and then yeah. went into make money business mode in the cable electrical side of things, and then you lost your health, and then came back around full circle yeah. and used the different skills that you developed over yeah. the time to now help people heal and help people find solutions and really just get back to what we're supposed to be doing as human beings, yeah. being in nature. Yeah. Being right. human beings, not, uh, you know, I don't know, inside beings or something. So yeah. I really acknowledge you for the, the journey that you've been on and the mission that you have to educate, to teach, to provide these, these products for people to really heal. And uh, it's an amazing journey you're on. And I'm, and I'm glad that you're an example at 78 without inflammation, without that pain, yeah. flexible, still thriving, and being, being the example by living this way. Uh, how can we best be of support to you? Where can we go for your website to learn about these, the books and the products and all these different things? Well, the earthinginstitute.net mm -hmm. is where we kind of parked all of the studies uh, links to the movies, links to the book. Um, the Earthing book is on Amazon, of course, and um, <clears throat> it's free when they buy order any products. Um, the so the Earthing Institute is a good resource. For you can any. research all the uh, all the case studies, all yeah. the yeah. everything that's been. Yeah. There's 20, 20 some years of research there untold amounts of time and money was invested in that. There's no advertising, it's not political, it's not sure. anything, it's just what it is. And uh, earthing.com is where the... Um, earthing.com? Yeah, it's, they have uh, products from 29, 39, 69, 99, 199. You can get about mm -hmm. anything you want to ground yourself or to ground some member of your family. And, um, and on the other hand, uh, in the early days, I remember uh, talking to California Health Services, which is kind of like National Institute of Health Sciences. And they said, we understand what you're doing, but before you run out there and tell the people they got a problem, they need a no-cost solution and they need a low-cost solution. Yes. Well, I delivered the no-cost is very simple. Just go outside. Go outside. <laughs> go outside and spend as much time there and, until you figure it out. And if you have chronic things or environmental things, you do need these low-cost tools. Sure. And all they are is extension cords to the earth. The products themselves don't do anything except conduct earth's energy to your body. So you That's can great. lay, rather than going laying on the grass, you can lay on the 
It's great. Ground. So it's earthing.com, the earthinginstitute.net. Uh, we'll have all this linked up. Yep. There's a movie, right? Yeah, the earthing movie is at the, I think there's a link there. Otherwise, there you can go to YouTube. Uh, there's a bunch of, a variety of uh, videos. Sure. Uh, the earthing movie is an award-winning uh, movie, documentary. Um, there was a little short version of it. There, I think there were like 60, mil 60 million views that went viral. Wow. <laughs> Right. And we didn't have enough product. We didn't have anything. <laughs> Everybody, so it's intuitive. Sure. This rings true with, yeah, of course. with people. Of course. And they go outdoors. The first thing they do after they see the movie, they run outdoors yeah. and get grounded. So Absolutely. This Could this be true? That's crazy. <laughs> um, Clint, love this. Uh, final question for you. What's your definition of greatness? I think greatness, you know, it's a personal thing. It's not something that somebody thinks I'm great, it's, I think it's about, wow, I was able to touch people's lives in ways that helped or they were better. You know, it's like, I remember doing one little project uh, that probably touched every home in America. Mm. <laughs> Don't need to mention it, but anyhow, it saved people money, uh, you know, the industries and things like that. Um, but more importantly, I was able to have a vision and see the future 20 years ahead of myself. That's been mm. my problem my whole life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I was able to put pull together data and put it on satellite, feed it to a personal computer, which all of that kind of filtered into the internet and so on. The internet couldn't be here if we hadn't have built cable the way we did. Uh, so it's it's not like I was a piece and a part of this this thing, this thing called life. It's all connected. It's yeah. all one thing, and I was a piece and part of it, and and I did good. That's I great. think I did good, yeah. I, and I think gratefulness is or greatness is. I'm grateful I was a part of it or be able to contribute. Um, but greatness is being able to go on your way out and have a smile on your face. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today.